WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Tom. I'm Anja. I'm Steve. I'm Kathy, and this is WCSG Backstage. Welcome to WCSG Backstage. This episode, we are late to the party. Uh, share some, tell me something good and what the what stories. And Kathy brings a deep cut. So, you know, things come and things go. And, and when they show up on the scene, some of us are a little quicker than others to jump yeah. on board, you know. <laughs> so we're just wondering, how are you late to the party? Like, for instance, you know, you were the maybe one of the last ones of your friends to get a, an iPhone or your last person to see the movie Titanic. Uh, how did you show up late to the party? Kathy, you go first. I like that you chose me first because this is the story of my life, being late to the party for things, <laughs> let me tell you. Okay, so this is about like pretty much all fashion trends I have been late to the party with because it's it's not really that I don't know what's going on. It's more of a, I am, a, this is my little rebellious streak. Okay. So I've been like, no, I'm not doing that. That's just dumb. That's just dumb. And then I eventually fall into it. But especially when skinny jeans first came out. I was like, I am not doing that business. Nope, nope, it doesn't look good. It will not flatter me. And now it's pretty much all I own. And so now it's kind of on its way out. And Skinny jeans are out. They, oh, and, yeah. and now I'm like, whatever, I'm old. I'm just going to do the skinny jeans things because it's what I own. So <laughs> until the next thing. So that's mine. Okay. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Mine was social media. Mm. Um, TikTok is what all the kids are doing. Sure. Well, and all the adults. And all the adults, <laughs> as, as you find out, I didn't know. You know, and I would make fun of my friends. Why are you on TikTok? That's ridiculous. We're almost fifty. You can't be on TikTok. <laughs> and then my son one day said, "Mom, you will love TikTok." Are you into it now? Oh. Yes. Oh, teach me your ways. <laughs> Sometimes it gets a little bit too much yeah. for me where I uh, will not even turn on the TV. I'd rather just TikTok. And you know I love you when I send you about three or four a night. Oh, wow. I wow. have girlfriends. Yeah, we just send each other TikToks. That's a form of love. It's a form of love. It's a form of love. <laughs> yes. And I, I sent you one yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Because wow. you wanted me to. You, you, actually, I you asked. I know. I said, I need one. to see that. Yeah. You made one, Tom? No, I no, did not. No, no, no. no. Nobody makes TikToks. Oh, so we okay. just watch them. Yeah. I tried Don't once. worry, we'll talk yes. later. Did you? I did. With, with my daughter, we did a dance one. Never did it again. Wasn't good. Wasn't pretty, That's y'all. why Kathy still I, remains I, it's, it's, yes. off the TikTok. That's true. Well, I like this whole thing. Uh, one of my favorite authors told the story of mushroom eaters. Okay. He's like, we need mushroom eaters. The people who are willing to risk death to find out which ones are good and which ones will kill you. And so those are the early adopters, the ones that'll jump in and be like, yeah, we'll give this a go. And then the rest of us benefit from the data that's collected by the mushroom eaters. It's a metaphor, you know. Because they're a fun guy. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I wish I was one of those brave souls that was like, yes, I will, you know, jump in and try the new thing. And, you know, you can learn from me, but I am not. I'm not that person. And it's interesting because... I do like technology. Sure. 
like Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. Um, You're just like him. Right. But for some reason, I tend to kind of like wait and see, I'll, you know, like read reviews and I'll be like, what do you Get all the bugs worked how, out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, how did it work for such and such and so and so? So I think probably one of the best examples of this recent examples is the AirPods. Like, as you all know, I'm very much into podcasts. Mm-hmm. I sure. often have got the earbuds in. And uh, for the longest time, I was like, I want those AirPods. I want to try those out. But I'm like, the price tag, I have a problem with that a little bit. And, and so is it worth it? Yeah. I go back and forth. And finally, for Father's Day, my wife got my kids together and said, we're going to all pitch in and we're going to get dad some AirPods. And even then, I was like, find some used. And one of my sons was like, you know what? I got a pair. I don't ever use them really anymore. I'll clean them up and you can pay me Please. a few bucks and I'll these will be dead. So now I've got a used set of AirPods, but it took me a minute. Do you like them? I do. Good. Have you lost one? No. That's my that's my concern. Mm. You're going to lose one. I'm going to lose oh, that. Oh, they fall yeah. out so yeah. easily. Yeah. I'm going to lose those. How about you, Tom? I was uh, late to the party, I think, uh, in getting married. I, I <laughs> waited a long time. I was 33 uh, when I got married, which in West Michigan standards is like 106. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, the old man. Yeah. Yeah. 106 Because <laughs> <laughs> people get married early around here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I did eventually uh, ask my wife uh, to marry me, and, and we had a long engagement. But uh, but we did eventually get married, and I'm so glad I did it. I probably should have done it earlier. Mm. Looking back on things, uh, maybe not as early as maybe some, 50 but years yeah, yeah, prior. That, exactly. That's one of those though that you really should Take not do it time. until you are until ready. Until you're ready. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. So <laughs> maybe it was the right time. Tell me something good. It's the best news you'll find today. Time for some positive news stories with Tell Me Something Good. Tom, what is your Tell Me Something Good? Yeah, actually, mine's a local story. It's out of Michigan. A a McDonald's store manager right here in Michigan jumped into action last week to save a man who went into a diabetic shock uh, after the man's wife asked for help uh, over the drive-thru intercom. This is kind of neat. Susan Cossey, she said she picked her 84-year-old husband, Ron, up from a senior center in Southgate when she noticed he could barely walk believing his sugar levels were dropping and that her husband could go into shock or worse she rushed to the mcdonald's restaurant the the local mcdonald's and asked for some uh some orange juice Mm. at the drive-thru so she waited she waited in the drive lines Uh, she couldn't go inside the the store itself was was closed they only had drive-thru and i guess the manager uh jumped into action he took um some some orange juice and actually started pouring sugar into it Hmm. uh because he's got an aunt who's diabetic and he knew what to do he knew he knew he needed to get as much sugar in that as possible um and uh apparently it worked he was doing better and uh, the wife is calling uh, him her local hero because uh, she uh, he saved her husband's life. Wow! So, yeah, kind good of a neat story. story. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Who mm-hmm. knew that McDonald's could be a life-saving place? Yeah, <laughs> I've loved their orange juice for a long time, and yeah. uh, now I love it all the more. Right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lifesaver and a delicious drink. <laughs> okay, I'll go next. I think most of us are familiar with the name Micah Tyler. Oh yeah, um, Micah Tyler, kidding. one of our artists. Yes. You know, he sings that song different. Yes. I love that song. Uh, got uh, some great songs out. Uh, well, 
back in free. Yes, yeah, new, one. new one. Yeah. Uh, back in July, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger was spotted wearing Micah's different T-shirt. Um, it's pretty cool looking. Uh, he was wearing that at the Steelers training camp. Well, now uh, Ben and Micah are teaming up to make a difference in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, for every one of Micah's different T-shirts that he sells, and they, like I said, pretty cool looking, uh, he will provide a meal for someone in need, and then Ben and his family will match it. Micah said, we're honored to partner with Light of Life Rescue Mission, uh, who's been on the ground making a huge difference in the lives of homeless citizens in Pittsburgh for years. For every t-shirt we sell, two meals are being donated to uh, Light of Life. So it doesn't matter if you're from Pittsburgh or if you want to help some brothers and sisters in need, head over to the differentshirt.com to grab a shirt and make a difference. So thought that was pretty cool. Micah and a football player. That is super cool. And they are cool t-shirts. I saw it Mm -hmm. and I want one. (laughs) I want that. We talked to Micah uh, just uh, about a week and a half yeah, ago. Yeah, we're friends. About yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, really? We had, we, had a, no, we had a chance to interview him, and that was yeah. one of his big stories. Uh, he said that uh, Ben showed up, I guess, at training camp. and uh, Just had it on. Everybody was like, what is that shirt? Like cool. The press was all, what is that shirt all about? And then all of a sudden, he got he got shirts for his team players, uh, and, and his, the, the coach was wearing the shirt. Yeah. So it really did become this big thing. That's a neat story, Steve. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, they're actually going to change the color of the shirts to match the Steelers' colors, right? Right, I believe so. That's yeah, awesome. Cool. If you like the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> then it's cool. If you don't like the Steelers. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's a good cause. I didn't like the Steelers until now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put an order in for our favorite You were late to colors. the party on loving the Steelers. <laughs> there you go, yeah. see? Yeah. <laughs> I'll go next, and uh, my story is international. This is um, from the Netherlands. The Dutch government um, has a campaign. It's called One Against Loneliness. Mm. And there is one supermarket called Jumbo. That's their supermarket mm-hmm. chain. Mm-hmm. And they actually have one checkout that is designated for elderly people who would just like to chat. Nice. Isn't, isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we've all you've been in there and, you know, you're friendly and you're kind of admire and going, come on. Yeah. Well, now there's an actual place. So what happened, it's the idea, they call it the Kletz Casa. It translates into chat checkout. Um, It originated more than two years ago. And now this time next year, 200 of the jumbo stores will across the country will have chat checkouts. Stop it. Isn't that sweet? That's really cool. I want that job. Isn't that wonderful? They say our stores are an important meeting place for many people, and we want to play a role in identifying and reducing loneliness. Is purchase necessary for the checkout? <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's what I want to know. Can you just walk That's a good through? Question. Yeah, I'm lonely. I'm Aww. going to jumbo. Well, you know, having lived in the South for a while, that's kind of every checkout. It at is. Grocery stores <laughs> it was, down in the South. You're not they wrong. should designate one for people who don't want to chat. You yeah. know, maybe right. Yankees right. like me who right. just wanted to get through there. Really there really just needs to be one of those aisles. Yes, yeah. I'm really a nice person, but I'm here for a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so my story is about a pastor because it's um, Pastor Appreciation Month mm-hmm. right now. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we hear stories about pastors, and this one's caught in a good deed, and I feel like it needs to be you know, have some light shed on it. So for most people, having property stolen feels like a violation. Robbie Pruitt admits when his mountain bike was swiped, he got mad, but soon enough, his emotions took a turn. After letting go of his anger and frustration, he found himself on a road to compassion instead. He's an avid biker, 
And his first priority was to replace his bike. But when he went shopping, he found that the pickings be slim and uh, the scarcity of inventory got him thinking. I love this. What if the lack of bikes was pandemic related? And what if the person who'd taken his had done so because they truly needed transportation to get to work? So really seeing from the other side, that's like a God perspective kind of thing. I love that. And so with that in mind, he um, came up with this plan and he posted it to his local Facebook group and he offered to fix bikes free of charge for anyone who needed it. Not only that, but then he put out a call for for unwanted bikes, which he would repair again for free and then donate to people who just really couldn't afford a bike that needed one. And so within the day, he had like inventory of 30 used bicycles to fix. Soon after, like 500 inquiries about how they could donate their bikes. And within a few months, he refurbished 140 bikes that he donated to families who were struggling. But not only that, he took it one step further and he decided to teach uh, the kids in his neighborhood about fixing bikes. And so now they're able to do the same for others or themselves. So it's kind of like that that proverb, it was give a man a fish and he eats for a day, right? And if right. you teach him how to fish, he eats for life. Mm-hmm. That's what that reminded me of. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. Great story. That is. Yeah, Thank that's you. awesome. That's really cool. What the what? Well, it is time to share those news stories that have us saying what the what and sharing them with our friends. Anja, uh, we've got what the what stories here. I know you've got one. What's your what the one? Okay, so I, I maintained this international feel here. Yeah. So my story is from Turkey, Ankara, Turkey. Uh, a 51-year-old man, Behan Mutlu, mm-hmm. um, decided that he was just going to go out with a friend and, and have a few drinks. Okay. So in Turkey, they do this differently. Apparently, they just hung out in the woods above there. They probably just <laughs> went exploring, he and his friend. Yeah. <laughs> Um, his friend said, this was Tuesday, his friend said that he walked off and couldn't find him. Mm. So the man, Behan's wife, called the authorities and said, my husband has gone missing. We need to go find him. He's out in the woods here. So there was a search party sent out on Wednesday morning. Um, at some point, Behan woke up mm-hmm. and saw the search party. <laughs> And decided to join them and help them search. <laughs> what are we doing for this man? For right. the missing gentleman, and it took him. <laughs> oh my word! We're looking for me. It took them a little bit more than um, an hour to figure out that he was in the search party looking for. Well, himself. himself. That's uh, hilarious. All that's is well. I mean, sometimes it's important to go out into the wilderness to find yourself. To find yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You know, it is. It is. We've You're right. all heard stories. Like Wow. Uh, Okay, here's what I got. Five-year-old Virginia boy Link Prater uh, has spent the last two and a half years building that business up front and party in the back that we know and love as the mullet. And uh, this month, he's putting his hairdo to the test. Turns out Link is a finalist in the USA Mullet Championship. Kids division. Of course, this is a thing. This is a of championship. This, the what the wow. what portion of the story is that that is a thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Link has the opportunity to bring home $2,500 if he gets the victory. And this is cool. If he wins, Link says uh, he plans to donate a portion to a local children's hospital. 
of his mullet? Uh, the portion of the winnings. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> of the winnings. Because, you know, question. that's glorious, that uh, oh, mullet. Yes. yes. People yes. would love to receive that. He's also planning to set a little <laughs> bit aside so that he can go to Legoland. Oh. Well, I mean, he is five years he's old. Five. Yeah. He's five. Um, five. Link's mom, Emily, said that Link's haircut of choice was just a spontaneous trim, but his love for the style grew with the hair itself. And she says it's a big part of his personality now. I guess so. Um he and his family now throw an annual mulletversary mm. every year to celebrate another oh year of rocking that mullet. And uh, turns out it might just be the best in the country. The uh, top 25 finals voting is happening online today as we record oh, oh, no. today. So by the time this posts, I mean, we'll know if we'll he's won winner. or lost. Exactly. Oh, man. But, uh, I, would, I would do the mullet for 25 grand. I'd do it. No, no, no. no it's 2,500. I would do it for either. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like there are certain things that never have to return in fashion. Yeah. Right. Mullet. The mullet. Oh, I just can't. Can you imagine? Yeah. Do you remember when it used to get permed? Men would perm. Oh, yes. yeah. So yeah. It was all permed. All no. Oh. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. It's back. My daughter told me it was back, and I was like, oh, dear, no, oh, no please. No, no. Right. But 2,500 or 25,000. Either one would be. Fine. So skinny jeans are out. The mullet is back. Oh dear, no! What is right? happening Isn't that, to this world? That's what we're skinny learning jeans today. And the mullet. That's, <laughs> that's, that's when when that's how you got That will be There's that will be like party. the aligning of the planets yeah. when we have skinny jeans <laughs> and mullet. That'll be like seventy four years from now or something <laughs> right. like that. Yeah. Right. Oh, it only true. happens once every. Yeah. Anyway, there that's you go. So funny. Yep. Oh, my what the what story is about a hamster who might know better than the experts. Uh, his name is Mr. Gox. He has been trading <laughs> cryptocurrencies since June. No. He's doing what? better, apparently, no. than Warren Buffett <laughs> and the S&P 500. Um, oh, man. Yeah, he works out of a high-tech hamster cage. Uh, just to kind of tell you how this works, uh, Mr. Gox gets on the hamster wheel. He selects among a dozen or so cryptocurrencies, then deciding between two tunnels, he chooses whether to buy or sell. He goes into those tunnels. Okay. One okay. means buy, one means sell. Wow. And according to the Twitch account for the hamster, his decision is sent over to a real trading platform. And yes, real money is involved. Um, his portfolio is, is apparently up 20% since he started trading in June. And uh, as of September 12th, he's performing better than Bitcoin, the NASDAQ 100, wow. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, <laughs> oh my. and the S&P 500. Wow. This hamster is on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he probably must have gotten into it at the advent of Dogecoin just because the animal kingdom. Is that it? You know, oh, yes. maybe. Okay. He's Animals like, are ruling all. Let me yeah. tell you. Yeah. He's <laughs> a, get on. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I might trust on him with, with my that. 401k. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No. Wow. Not at all. <laughs> What the what? So my story is about art because, you know, you guys, I used to be an art teacher. And this story reminds me of at least one smarty pants students that I've had in the past. You know, I would have them do an assignment and they would turn in a a blank piece of paper and call it art and say, this is the representation of nothingness or something like that. It's It's me and my conscience. I wish I had thought of that. Well, I just gave all these ideas. I'm so sorry, art teachers. That's (laughs) nice. Thank you. So this is kind of taking it to the next level and and, and maybe is is illegal. I don't know. But Danish artist... Uh, Jans Hanning was mm-hmm. commissioned by the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art um, to create a piece of which he was to take a bunch of cash and frame it to make an economic statement. Instead, what he sent to the museum was two large blank canvases with the title 
take the money and run. So the money was supposed to be used to create modern art, and it was, but not in the way that the Danish museum expected. Well, that's the thing about modern art. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It's all an interpretation. But they gave him 84, the equivalent to $84,000 to use. So that was, they, they provided the, yes, basically yes. the materials yes, that was for the, materials. the piece. It was not his payment. He was paid separately. But he took it and ran. And so basically he said, um, uh, Honig says the blank canvases are a commentary on poor wages. One thing it's not, he says, is a theft. But I don't know. I kind of mm. disagree. He said <laughs> yeah. it is a breach of contract, and breach of contract is part of the work. You got to look deep into it. And then he said the work is that I have taken their money. <laughs> it just cracks me up. So the Kunstmuseum of Modern Art. They, I mean, this makes sense. They were not satisfied with that explanation. Oh. Um, uh, but that has not stopped them from displaying the two canvases well, sure. as part of its exhibition called Work It Out, which explores people's relationship with work. And the CEO of the museum says, I actually laughed when I saw it um, and then went on to say that uh, you know, maybe this would have tipped them off when Hanning told them that the name of the work was Take the Money and Run. You know, they should have trusted their gut that they might not see that money again. Um, so he's got, you know, they haven't they haven't taken legal action yet. Hanning, he signed a contract with the Kunsten that promised he would deliver the artwork and, and return their $84,000. So he's got a deadline on that. So we'll see mm. if he holds true to that deadline or if he actually does run. He says, it wasn't what we had agreed on. This is what the CEO says in the contract. But we got new and interesting art that Hanning did produce a provocative piece of art. So he, he's a well-known um, artist in Denmark, this Hanning guy, and he said this was not his first attention-grabbing project, so you know, maybe they should have expected some kind of special surprise. But I yeah. just thought that was so funny. I'm like, oh, yes, that is... I, those, I've had those students who would become this artist that they would say, um, yeah, it's called Take My Money and so Run. So he took the money. They, well, I guess we'll find out if he runs. That's right. They might be brilliant artists, these I students know. of yours. That's true. Brilliant. Yeah. Thinking outside the box. Yes, that's true. Yeah. The Not money wrong. box, that is. The money box. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Thanks for listening to WCSG Backstage. You can help get the word out by rating, subscribing, and sharing WCSG Backstage. Learn more at WCSG.org and search the word Backstage. As always, time to wrap up with a deep cut. Kathy, we're back to you. What'd you bring? Okay, so my deep cut is um, by We the Kingdom, and it's called Don't Tread on Me. Have you guys heard it yet? No. No. Okay, so I asked my sister the middle child of the Odell family, mm -hmm. what she might recommend because she, well, I wanted to bring in the middle child, but also she listens to a lot of music that I don't listen to and also attends a lot of concerts and she's got great taste. So she sent me this song and I mean, I was just kind of feeling a need like, oh, I need to bring the deep cut. You know, I got to find something good. And I got to tell you, I started listening to it and it got to my soul. And I was like, oh, God, God, you gave me this song. I mean, yes, he used Kelly, but he gave me the song. It's about spiritual warfare and um, the power that we have over the enemy. And the enemy is real. He's always provoking. He's always, he's kind of annoying and causing issues for God's children. And I got to be honest that I've been feeling a lot of that lately, um, mm. kind of been feeling defeated by it. But this was a great reminder of the victory that I have over the enemy and that, you know, he'll strike our heel. It kind of bites at our heel, like it says in the scripture, um, but that Jesus has crushed his head and we have that victory mm -hmm. just like 
Jesus has promised us. Ed Cash from We the Kingdom says his favorite line in the song is, he's choking on the blood that ran down the tree. Oh, you guys got to listen to it. So good. He says that's his favorite because it makes it clear that when Christ bled on the cross, he not only defeated our sin, but he rendered Satan defeated and his blood literally choked out the enemy's power and conquered him forever. So uh, again, this is Don't Tread on Me, We the Kingdom. I'm Tom. I'm Anta. I'm Steve. I'm Kathy. And this is WCSG Backstage. Backstage.